Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at The Invisible Man. Written, directed by Lee Winnell. The Invisible Man is a contemporary adaption of the novel of the same name by H.G. Wells and a reboot of The Invisible Man film series. The movie is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched The Invisible Man yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. I've got to admit, with Elizabeth Moss in the lead role and her face all over the posters, this is what I'm blaming it on, I keep calling this movie The Invisible Woman. Are you the same? Well, I did it just before we hit record. <laughs> I think it's the first time I have done it. But I, just, we are... I just don't know why. I just... But that's the thing, though, isn't it? It just Elizabeth seems like a very... Bo- the other Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks, is directing the... Eliz- no, The Invisible Woman. <laughs> yeah. It's too confusing. Let's shut the podcast down. Not no, gonna no, get no, we're out, we're out, we're done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I will try not to do it today uh, during this interview, but, you know. Interview? Wait, I, are you interviewing me? No, no this review is like, okay. oh, no, about, we have to start again. Let's do no, no. <laughs> no, let's no, no. Do, let's do it from the top. Let's... No, no, that's fine. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, we're all good. Give oh, okay. me the plot. Luke, you have the plot. What is it? After the suicide of her abusive boyfriend, Celia Cass, played by Elizabeth Moss, believes that she has been stalked and terrorised by him. She ultimately deduces that he has acquired the ability to become invisible. When nobody believes her, she decides to take matters into her own hands and fight back. Yeah! Remember the whole Dark Universe thing that they were trying to do? Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. Yeah, I remember that giant uh, big photo thing of like, this is our cast. This is the cast. Javier Bardem, he was in there. Angelina Jolie was going to be Frankenstein's bride... Or something. Tell you what, that first movie though, The Mummy, I enjoyed. I thought it was fine for just a dumb, silly action flick, whatever, all good. What I will say though, this mm. is how you do it. Not it. by throwing so much money at it. This movie done... had a budget of seven million. This yeah. is how you tackle the universal monsters. Well, they've been trying for a while. There's like uh, Dracula Untold. I think maybe uh, I Frankenstein was that one of them. Then they not did the I Frankenstein, but Dracula Untold with Luke Evans. That was going to be the beginning. Van Helsing also one or no? It was no? going to be Dracula Untold. That didn't work. Then the Mummy. They even got Danny Elfman to compose music for the film <laughs> logo. They went all out. Yeah, but I guess they're starting again with this. And I just hope. Basically, off the bat, I'm just going to say, as long as they keep these movies to this caliber, just keep, just make a good movie first. Let's just see if something was to happen in the future. So be it. But yeah, this if if this is how they do it, I'm happy. This is a movie written and directed by Lee Winnell. Opening weekend, what are people asking him? Any plans for a sequel? <laughs> He's got to be like, just give me a minute. Let me just enjoy this moment. Yeah. If this was a typical sort of movie, well, I think they've learned their lesson, but if this was a typical universe building kind of movie, I mean, there would have been a post credit scene. There would have been something teasing, a sequel or some other sort of crossover I'm glad thing. It's none of no, that. I think it's just... They've done the right thing. It's like they've just made a... I'm going to say now. They've just made a decent movie. I mean, Blumhouse makes so many movies. They're not all this. Some are amazing. Yeah. Like, I'd say... (laughs) I guess I'm showing my hand a little early here, but if you're looking at movies like Invisible Man, Get Out, Mm. Us, like Blumhouse are showing that they can make these really smart thrillers. On the cheap as well. Yeah. So even if they do bomb, you know... It's okay, not a high risk. But when they do succeed on the budgets that these are made for, 
Oh man, they do they succeed? I mean, the money rolls in. Opening weekend already. I think it may be Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> like the advanced screenings could have potentially paid for this movie. <laughs> you, when you already quadruple your budget, like, yeah, you can't argue with that. Think of the effects, though. A lot of what we're getting in here, and holy crap. It looks like Elizabeth a high budget. Moss, like, she is incredible in this. You know, it's only the, the third time I've seen her. First time was Us. Second time was The Kitchen, that movie that you hated. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and no, the third time is was this here. I know she's got the TV series Handmaid's Tales. I know she's busy. The more I see of her makes me want to oh, watch that, that though. Same so. here. Like, she <laughs> is fantastic in this. What I was going to say about the budget as well is when you've got an actress like Moss, she is bringing so much to a scene. Like mm. The intensity that you feel through her character. And she's in a scene where potentially the Invisible Man is also in that shot, but it's not an effect shot because <laughs> it's invisible. But maybe he's not there, and I love that. Like, there's, there's obviously scenes where he's clearly there, and they show you he's there. Right, yeah. But there's also some of those earlier scenes where he might not be. Well, that's the thing. It's like there was a lot of there was a lot of moments where I was like thinking, you know, like could she could the twist be she is actually a little bit crazy, and you know, it is all in her head. Um, but I think the movie very early on tells very you, early. Yeah, it's like, nah, this shit is happening. Like. Like that knife and does it. lift up. The yeah. audience knows, yeah. but the people around her don't right. know. So that, they're the ones it. that think she's crazy. So you completely, without having to think yourself, is it true, is it not true, you completely buy into it because you're feeling the intensity that she's feeling, but then she's also so isolated, like she was when she was in the relationship with him, and mm. now she's been isolated from her friends and family. I just found myself like so engaged with her character like and that's i think that's what really made this scary is that because there was there were so many moments and like you know as the plot was unfolding and the situations and i was just like i just felt so uncomfortable because i'm like how is she gonna get out of this what's she gonna do i don't know i'd like because i couldn't solve any of her problems for her. i was like you're screwed lady you're screwed and talking about her problems if you take away the horror elements this is domestic abuse. And Which is, is really hard to watch. So yes, it's entertainment, so you know where yeah. you know it's a bit of escapism. But yeah, you remove those horror elements and it's very easy to separate the two when you're watching I it. I mean you could say it's, domestic violence is the scariest thing out there. Because it is. It's so real and, and the know, violence, not, not being funny. Like it is legitimately a, a horrifying thing and she's captive like i said before but you know he's he's manipulating her and it's not just physical abuse like it is so heavy and that's why it, it's a smart movie like it's not just relying on jump scares mm. now it does give you jump scares so it's kind of like oh. it's got something for everyone like when he's she throws what is it like white paint and yeah. his head looks like a golf ball <laughs> i legit jumped <laughs> that was a moment where it just because we didn't jump. know what the what the suit looked like and it was, it was like what the hell is that like i was expecting i don't know what was it, like the shape of a man's face even but... when you see the suit it's got all the little lenses and he, he almost sounds like a predator like from the movie predator because of all the mechanical bits like part, the yeah. lenses yeah like mm, yeah okay but back to the abuse <laughs> it's so and not just violence against her violence against other characters in the movie what they did were like especially when they made scenes very quiet whenever a punch or a hit is thrown it's so loud mm. like when he's when he's hitting the friend's daughter the friend who's the cop when he's getting hit like the the thud it's got such intensity to it so 
any violence in this movie, whether it's you know a man against man or child or woman, it's just brutal. I guess because you're not... I mean, props to all the actors that were involved in scenes, especially you know, Elizabeth Moss, of course. But, you know, everyone who's acting and responding to essentially nothing. And I know we get that a lot because, you know, these days with CGI, green screen, you know, actors are sort of well rehearsed in, in doing that. But it's like they're, they're doing it. And I guess the the folly sounds, the music, the sound effects, everything that's going in on the scenes, like you, like you said, you know, it, it does kind of craft it and bring it all together. And I think they're pulling off those scenes and, and they're really working. And this was a mix of CGI and practical effects. So when you're watching something and maybe something just moves or a cupboard opens right. or something like that, it's just a bit of string that they're then digitally <laughs> removing. You know, so yeah. they did some basic effects. I want to know, you know, like, which with I really the, like. like the bed sheet with like the footprints on them. And I'm like, did they just glue it? And then, I don't know, like the glue comes out with water. But look, this movie is scary. You mentioned, you know, there are some jump scenes and I got done in so early because that opening scene, like I said, you know, domestic violence, the idea of it is actually so horrifying. And I was gripped watching her try and sneak out of the house, doing things, you know, it's very clear what she's doing, what's happening. And then there's that bit where she knocks over the dog bowl and I have not jumped in a cinema like that in such a long time. It was a cheap, loud noise, but I was so engrossed in everything that was happening in just those very early minutes that I was just, I was done in and I and was that like, stopped oh. the point because it, it's so quiet. So you feel yourself just being pulled in. Right. And what I found really interesting, the opening in this movie, it felt like third act of most horror movies. Where it's the victim escaping. Yes. Like, That's the start like of the movie. All this stuff had already happened. But I guess, I mean... It and was... we do find out that it had happened as well. We'd just not seen it. Like, yeah. She's lived this life. But I found it interesting that she was, you know, she was the lead in this horror movie. And she was essentially like trying to escape her cap- uh, captor, captive, captor. <laughs> she's looking to escape. <laughs> the captor guy. The captor. <laughs> and that's where we started. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was brilliant. Like, so well done. Playing Adrian Griffin, we have Oliver Jackson Cohen, and I thought he played this very well. I did find him familiar. He played one of the older siblings in Haunting of Hill House. What I particularly oh, okay. found interesting. I thought he looked recognisable. His yeah. character's name in that is Luke, and in this, it's Adrian Griffin. Literally, my name Luke Griffin. I mean, I mean, I noticed that. Anyway, coincidence, but yeah, of course. I mean, it is a coincidence, <laughs> but it's just something I noticed. His last role, his current role, but yeah, he he was really good. Yeah, for I mean, granted, he's not in mainly much the of end. the movie. He's mainly. I mean, he's sleeping the in the first bit. So oh, he does time. have that. He does that. You know, punching the win- window, the the car window. So, you know, a bit of action there for him. But, yeah, I mean, but the bits that he, what he was in... And it's I, mainly that third act scene, yeah, and he and played it very well. It helps because I guess it, it kind of... You know that it's like, well, he kind of has been there the whole time. So, like, we've been with this character, even though you don't see his face really until the very end. But, it, I don't know, it all just really worked. Um, let's talk about the suit, you know, the fact that... What were you expecting? Because I wasn't sure exactly how the invisibility thing no, was going to be explained. Sh- I wasn't sure if he was like zapped with a ray of light and he just yeah. appeared, disappeared. I mean, like I thought, it, you science. know, I did think he was going to be walking around naked, you know, with his schlong out and he's legit invisible. Like Kevin Bacon in Hollow Man. Right, I was yeah. thinking maybe something like that, but the way they have it here is that he could just take the suit off or she could put it on. You know, however, however they want to do whoever it. Whoever could be wearing it. Whoever. And, and for the longest time, I did think that it, the, the big reveal was going to be, oh, it was the brother. I or... did suspect him. I suspected 
Michael Dorman as Tom Griffin. I've yeah. got to be honest, I did. And when it was revealed to be, to be him, I was like, aha, oh, but maybe not. And then, well, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. they, really, they really did that. Like, oh, I, I picked it, so a bit underwhelming. And then but Adrian's then like, a lot of people don't know this. But I've been manipulated by my brother my whole life. You're like, yeah, no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with C. It was that scene. I do not believe you. It was that scene in like the the meeting room and at the asylum or whatever where I was like, yeah, you're up to something. So that's no good. But the 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 tech suit. I think I think I was expecting, um, you know, like some sort of science experiment. Maybe going like I assumed he was permanently invisible, and I guess with the suit it kind of takes that away. And I did get vibes of like, oh, this is kind of like a superhero kind of type movie. You know, like it, it jumped into that. It, it kind of left, it departed the type of movie that it was and it kind of went into like, a, okay, this is this is like well, it's almost superhero superhuman. sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. More, more superhuman, like say Michael Myers in the yeah. recent Halloween film from Blumhouse. But it was like, essentially, it was Ant-Man. Like it was, hey, there's a suit. There's a, there's a super suit. You know, going back to Tom for a minute, it was kind of gross when you're thinking about it. So she was impregnated after Adrian was apparently mm. found dead, which meant that while she was asleep, he impregnated her. And then when they're saying that it was actually the brother and not Adrian, but then we later find out that it really was Adrian. Yeah. Okay. So it was, I mean, it's it, awful. It was gross for about two it, minutes. No, it's, well, it's still gross because he raped her in her sleep. Oh, well, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, but but yeah. when it's like, oh, but at the, least it, it was, was her brother. husband. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I no, can't. I know, even, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing. You know, we're talking the lesser of two evils. <laughs> I mean, th- this is this could be seen as being a very challenging watch for a lot of people. Like, it oh, deals for sure. with heavy things. We talk about, hey, let's go watch the new yeah. Invisible Man but movie. I mean, you know, there's domestic abuse, there's rape. Well, I'm thinking it's... as engrossed as I was uh, with it, and you know, feeling all the things that I was feeling, and, and it's like, wow, like this is intense stuff. I'm not. In a, in a domestic sort of uh, violent domestic relationship or anything, you know, I swear to God, I'm not. Um, <laughs> she hits me. Um, but as someone who actually is, I couldn't imagine if it no, would it, be... it would it would be a hard watch. You'd almost think they'd have a disclaimer, you know, like if there's flashing lights, they'll give like an epilepsy warning <laughs> right. ahead of a movie. You'd think, I don't know. Yeah, like this may trigger, you know, the. It could do. It could. It could and... very well do that. But it's you know, I'm not hearing a lot of that online and people are responding really well and which i guess is good it's reflecting that at the box office as well like this movie is is a huge hit based yeah. on the opening weekend which is great for Winnell, the director you know he was there in the beginning with the saw franchise mm. last year with upgrade a movie that we watched right. and enjoyed has he done anything else sort of directorial or has he sort of been involved in like writing and producing and stuff yeah I think he's been more that's where he's more been. doing that yeah like which was, is all was, good I, I think he was involved with Insidious and he played one of the right. cameramen in that as well I believe okay and that was with you know James Wan <laughs> directing like, uh, again could be true might not be I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that he is he's one of the camera guys but I think the the streak that he's got at the moment like we both really enjoyed Upgrade and you know original Saw for sure um, well, if, if this is his, if this is his level of of work, like man, I'm a fan. And you know, Aussie bloke, and this was a joint production between you know Hollywood and Australia. Like it all, it's all good stuff. When have you heard that Winnell is signed a two year first look deal with Jason Blum and oh. Blumhouse? And that's that was fresh off the opening day of this movie. Right. So one day, and then Blumhouse is like, let's get together. So this deal will cover projects that Winnell proposes to write, direct, or produce, 
and that will be continuing his 10-year relationship with the studio. So does that so mean worked with if he brings something to him, they're more than likely to say, yeah, let's greenlight it, let's well, go? They essentially already have greenlit it. Oh, right. That's what the So you can just bring anything deal. to the table. That's awesome. And I think if this movie is you know a part of his resume, which obviously it is, it's, it's warranted. That's... That's how I made that a reflection of this movie. If I'm Jason Blum and he's going to, I made this movie for me, I'm like, yeah, what do you want to do next? <laughs> you tell me. That's it. And it doesn't matter. You know, just like, it's got to be something similar with Jordan Peele after Get Out because he's come back and he's produced things, he's mm. wrote things, not always directed. And it's going to be like, you come back in any capacity, let's work together. I've got to be honest, like, I, in my mind, I thought I was going to watch a 90-minute movie. And then when right. I yeah, got my ticket, long. it was like a two-hour movie. I thought... Am I gonna f- thinking an hour and a half? Am I gonna feel that extra half an hour? And I didn't. And looking back at it, I think if they were to try and make this a ninety-minute thing, I think well, all, the, all, all the, the plot, yeah, yeah. all the setup, all the the plot work, the development, the characters, the, the the you know the slow burn moments, the real build of intensity would have been lost. Maybe it had just stopped with it being the brother. Maybe. And that would have been like the last reveal. There'd have been and then just else. cut that. That probably was about a good 15 minutes or so. So yeah, probably cut that. Uh, how Did you see, obviously when you, you know, the, the movie does just keep going and, you know, it was Adrian and he's sort of like under the ruse of, oh, I was captured. It was my brother the whole time. And everyone's like, oh yeah, cool. And she's, why is no one believing me? I think at that point it's like, listen to this chick. She's... When, okay, when she cut his throat and made it look like suicide, yeah. didn't see that coming. I honestly didn't think well, she was going to come back and kill Well, I knew when she was like, I'm going to go. I mean, I knew she obviously had some sort of wire and stuff. So she's on. after the But then after she left, she was like, I'm going to the bathroom. I was like, she's going to go get the suit. Right. Okay. I yes. Like, I, I, I mean, when it happened, you're like, well, of course, that's what she did. But it was No, really I thought, great. yeah, no. When she left, I was like, well, I know where she is going. Like, come on. Come on. James Lanier. We've mentioned the cop friend before, uh, played by Aldis Hodge. He was great. I thought he died, you know? You know, when he, ah. when he got beaten well, he to got, death, well, essentially? No, no, no. He got beat up pretty bad to the point where he wasn't moving. Hey, but I but almost then, thought he got choked out because he, his tie was pulled. Well, and then... before that scene ended, he sat up again. So you knew he was okay. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I, I thought before potentially... He's... <laughs> but that's going back to what I was saying before. Like the punches, the sounds of the blows. It was so intense. Yeah, it was like they getting punched by a boxer. Like yeah. It was such intensity. But their dynamic was, was pretty um, unique. You know, the... Yeah, the cop friend, his daughter, and obviously... Oh, the, the sister in the restaurant, in the crowded yeah. place, when she gets her throat cut and the knife gets thrown I mean, that was to unexpected. her sea. Yes. So th- I think there's a lot of bits that I, I didn't see and I, en- I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's kind of like when something had happened, and although I wasn't thinking, oh, I wonder if this is going to happen, when it did, it didn't feel far-fetched. Do you know what I mean? You just, in the moment, you completely just accepted it. And you moved on. You wasn't, you know, because sometimes you'll watch a movie, something happens, and, you're just and like, it takes you out of it. You're like, well, hang on oh, a minute. That's ridiculous. Well, just like that scene as an example when that happened. You, I mean, you see the two of them sitting at a table. It's obviously crowded. There's people everywhere. You see the knife being lifted up, and you're just like, oh, he's he's revealing himself to them. Like he kind of wants her to know. And then suddenly, like she's dead. But then you, you're thinking, what happens now? She you has the knife in her hand, and I'm like. She's done. Like she when other people started to see it, it did take a while for it to happen. I was glad that because we're like we we felt so isolated with her that when other people started to be let in, you could almost breathe. Yeah, it's yeah. like right, okay. But then we got like a smallest bit of relief, and then Lanier, friend James, is knocked down. And you're like, oh crap! I thought he was going to come in and save yeah. her, but ultimately, this movie is about her saving herself. 
That's that's, it, so. that's what happens. And then we and it's a better ending. We didn't need the strong cop friend to come in and save the day. I mean, he was there as backup. It was it was good. It was it? there as backup, but even then, the capacity was there. And he's like, oh, that thing I was doing to help you, that was never really the plan. Mm. So even then, it was all about her and what she set out to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, she bloody hell! I will I will watch anything that she's got coming out. She is so good. You know, I, I mentioned the kitchen before. Like, she is good in that. And she was great in Us. And so much more in this. Like, this would have been such a different film, if not for her. Yeah, I, I mean... If they'd gone younger yeah. and just had, like, some young up-and-comer, it wouldn't be this. Well, that's a, I think that's it's an interesting thing, because it's like, Elizabeth Moth, you know... I find her oddly attractive. Like she, she is attractive, yeah. Right, but she has a very unique look about her, to the point where you can argue, you know, she isn't like a pin-up model in the traditional sort of sense. I think that's also like a trait within a character as well, because she says to Adrian, you know, like you could have had, you can have any woman out there, you know, you can have like a twenty-something sexy skinny girl kind of thing. Like why me? And then that was the whole character thing. I was like, she was the only one that didn't just like bowed his feet and you know like so she was a challenge to him and that's like, it so it, it just, just made it yeah. the, the psychosis thing to it sick sick people but uh yeah I think that's I think that's the movie that is the movie yeah would you like to rate the invisible man the invisible man <laughs> you know I didn't know this was going to be on our review schedule until you tacked it on to a closing of a previous well, I, episode. I, I thought we had discussed it previously. And and... As soon as I'd seen it on there, I was really glad that it was. Because it maybe was a movie that could have passed me by. I am so glad that I didn't wait to rent this and watched it on the big screen. And quite a few people in my screening as well, which I liked. It's always good to have more people around when there's a horror movie. Sounds yeah. annoying. But. Oh, you know, that was what I found interesting. Though a couple of you know people having like you know modest conversations hmm. to begin with, and then this movie starts. Everyone shut up. This movie just grabbed people. That opening scene, man! I swear to God, the movie is so quiet, and people just dropped the volume, and it didn't pick up again. Like people just watching this movie. But what did I think? I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed this movie. You know, I was quite surprised because I think. When we were talking about the trail of this movie, it was quite a while ago now. I think we'd almost rein it off because the trailer looked as though it showed everything in yeah, there. And yeah. just thinking back to that trailer, it really did show a lot. But when you watch the movie, this movie was not in that trailer, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, the trailer was cut as like some sort of action flick with a lot. And it's like, you know, and this see her fighting him and stuff like that. But so it's much just- more. Ah. I, I, th- I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, wow. It, it just, it did catch me by surprise in the best way. I'm going to come in with a, I'm going to come in with a 4.5. Thoroughly enjoyed this movie and Elizabeth Moss, like she is superb in this film. Like I can't say anything else to praise her performance. Like she is just such a, a standout in this film. And and again, like from seeing her in this, I feel like I'm now a fan of Elizabeth Moss. Give me more. <laughs> Handmaid's Tale, let's, let's do it, man. Let's get on that. <laughs> yeah. Let's catch up. Yeah. 4.5. <laughs> Brilliant film. Uh, yeah, I mean, the same. The same. Like, uh, the, the trailers 
although I was intrigued and I was going to check it out, you know how I am with horror movies, I'm, I'm always there even if they look garbage. Um, but yeah, I thought it had revealed too much, but pleasantly surprised going in that that wasn't the case. And or did, Well, I mean, it, it was, but the context was completely different, so the experience was just so fresh and new. But I was in that movie and I felt so uncomfortable, but also having a good time in the sickest way. Um, I mean, I, I feel like... It's hard. I don't want to rate it too high, but it was really, really good. The the super suit thing kind of took it out and kind of made it like, is this real? But I think it worked. Um, I might come in at a four out of five. I feel like it's a bit low, maybe a four point two five if that's a thing. But let's nope, go with four. Never been a thing. Let's go with four <laughs> out of five, just because I'm picky. <laughs> Yeah, I completely went with yeah. the suit. I mean, it's advanced science. You know, exactly. he's yeah. you know in in the in the field of optics, he's top of his field. He can pull it. Off. That's it. If we if we can give a five to a comic book movie that has super suits and stuff, I feel. Can I change? Okay, four point five. Can I change? Point. Is it too late? No, no, no it's not too late. Let's both come in. You 4. can have four point five. You just can't have four point two five. Okay, I'll do four point five. Oh no, it was pretty damn good. It was pretty damn good. Tell you what, the studio making the Invisible Woman. I'm like, shut it down. Is it still universal though? Is there? I don't. I don't even know who's doing it. I just know that Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss is Banks, not ba- not Moss Banks. Banks. I think Elizabeth. Banks, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Play it back. <laughs> Banks is the one that's directing the Invisible Woman. I swear though, the even though this movie had no closing scene, when at the end when she walks out of that house with the the Invisible Suit in her bag, I'm like, all right, now she's going to join up with the Fantastic Four because she's the Invisible Woman. <laughs> Tell you what, that if they do build this into a shared universe, yeah, like she but not will, that shared universe. <laughs> no, but she would be this, the invisible person in the yeah. series of films, well, yeah, which no. would be interesting. Yeah, because it's like you know, which she do good, I Don't guess. Know. Like, do not know, or she just pissed off. But I don't know where we left it. She's in this killed movie, now, so maybe she's <laughs> great ending, <laughs> fantastic. Um, and right. it was suicide. <laughs> Yes. Wasn't it? It was. It sounded like... You got it on it tape. Was. It was suicide. <laughs> um, I've got a bit of trivia just before we uh, wrap up, of course. Um, Elizabeth Moss once voiced a young girl in an episode of Batman, the animated series. Um, the plot of this episode featured a man who had found a way to become invisible and at one point attempted to abduct his daughter. That daughter was played by a young Elizabeth Moss. She isn't that how she got the job? I doubt it. <laughs> so I'll tell uh, you this what. This is my audition. That I, is... I did play a victim of an invisible person before. That is such a good bit of trivia. I've Relevant got... not just to this movie, but to how the movies that we're fans of in general. <laughs> I've also got one little tiny bit sort of tying it all back to the original Universal uh, Invisible Man. So in the film, the combination to the gate on Adrian's penthouse is 1933. 1933. That was the same year that the original Universal Invisible Man uh, was released. So a bit of... yeah. That is cool, but you just reminded me, there's a bit in the hospital where she almost has a double take of someone wrapped in bandages. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Like their, oh, even actually the, the the shadow of like the coat and the hat right. was like, yes. you know, civilian um, <laughs> Invisible Man. What a ridiculous thing to have standing in the middle of your bedroom. <laughs> But you're right, yeah. Also, a nod well, to I think, the Invisible Man. I think it man. was originally on the side of the room, but... He just appeared close. The Invisible Man put it in front of the bed. Right. That yeah, that's... Sense. Yeah. That's what I was saying before, where he's kind of doing shit and you don't know. Yeah, but, like, but why? What's yeah, cool. 
yeah, that's... So that's... Oh, the bit when she goes outside. And I know we're finished. We're done. Well, like, the bit done. where she's outside and it's cold and she breathes and there's air. Yeah. And there's like air breathe behind her. See, that was one bit in the trailer that I very distinctly remember. Right. So, yeah. But still, but though, still that cool. was a great visual. Yeah. Easy effects, you know? Easy, like, yeah, I know, but so Not effective. to take away from it, but yeah, you know, you could do it on a laptop, you know? Like, Quite but a few but of the effects but are easy effects, but again... Like, that's the craft, that's the magic of it. It is, but you've also, in that same frame, got Elizabeth Moss, who is doing so much. Yeah, it's brilliant. So, it's the package deal. Um, and I guess on that... Uh, that's it for our review of The Invisible Man. Uh, please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstudiopodcast.com. If you missed it, Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at Titans Season 2 and Rewind and Review went back to 1995 with Billy Madison. Be sure to also check out our recent reviews of Jay and Silent Bob Reboot and Sonic the Hedgehog. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.